heightened on me. I love that metronome as we're coming in. It's great. <coughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Blah, 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 blah. Oh. Hang on. I gotta do it again. Get off my microphone. I'm sorry. <laughs> you get moody? Jamie. We just started. Get on my microphone. Frick. Um, uh. All right. You ready on this hot day? Yeah. Oh, it is hot indeed. It sucks that we have to turn off the air conditioner for this. I hate it. I know. I hate it. I was out putting out washing before. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure it dried by the time like I put it on the line. <laughs> it was done before. I was like, well, yeah. time to take it back it's off again. I was like pegging it and then it just like lit up in flames. <laughs> That's how you know it's done. <laughs> when you got the like, recipe oh, for like... Just pat it down and yeah. put it back in the washing basket. It's like the, no, it's like the recipe for laundry. It's like step one, put it on the line and then wait five minutes at 200 degrees Celsius. And, you're all <laughs> and then once it goes in flames, put some uh, spice on there. Hmm. I don't know, it's whatever you choose. I like salt myself. And then eat it. Yeah, I know salt isn't really a spice, but um, <laughs> oh. if you couldn't tell, I, I I don't cook much. Is it a spice? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. You're cooking up a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool bit right now. So <laughs> pretty cool bit. Speaking of bits, man, the amount of like. <laughs> so, by the way, welcome to Eight Bit Bards, everyone. I'm Cam. Um. Yes. <laughs> yes, he is. And that's Joe. Nah, I'm Jamie, and he's Cam. Hang on, I have a feeling that like. Our voices are going to be totally ah. not even close to equal. Right, well, do you want to do it again then? <laughs> do you want to do the same bit again? No. No, we're fine. I'm just louder now, I think. Oh, okay, cool. Thing. Yeah, because I speak louder anyway. Yeah, I mean, I'm, one... I'm a quiet boy. <laughs> one time you took off your headphones, you're like, yes! God, you're loud. <laughs> yeah, I took off my headphones and then he's just like, oh, and this song's great. I really like this part of the song. <laughs> mean to make you sound like an idiot there <laughs> I like, always got blown away like taking off my headphones <laughs> like just with your headphones on I'm like yeah this song's really hey, good Jamie, really. <laughs> this song's really good <laughs> I didn't realise it was that loud yeah oh, I didn't realize it was this. amazing I'm sorry I do, like you didn't notice at first but I took off my headphones and I'm just sitting there like like I'm being blown away <laughs> Uh, but yeah, as I was saying, um, speaking of bits, we're like, <laughs> keep coming up for some reason with like different variations of our name. Yep. Like I was saying before, we've got like... The dirty Bit Bards. <laughs> dirty Bit Bards. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I really hope that someone out there starts using them. I don't even care like <laughs> if it's like used in a derogatory sense. The Dirty Bit Bards would be like the After Dark episodes. Were, ooh, that's not bad. I like that. We should do that. Oh no, cut this. This is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good idea. <laughs> It's now officially copyrighted. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it what is we got Australia. Like, that's how it works. Yeah, that's true. Once you've said it, it yep. is copyrighted. Yeah. It's great. Um, 8-Bit Baths was another one. 8-Bit Baths. 8-Bit Baths. 8-Bit Lards. Oh, yeah. That'd um, be me. That was good. Yeah. That would be you. <laughs> That'd be you if I broke off from, from this group and you're like, all right, time to be 8-Bit Bath. No, I know Lard. 8-Bit Lard. Yes, that, that'd be when we fuse and our body weight doubles. That's a- <laughs> Once we've perfected the art of fusion, <laughs> we'll be all good. Yeah, we'll do the, that Dragon Ball Z thing where they do the fusion hop and then they just turn to the fat dude, like the fat version. That'd be good. Oh, we should totally do that. If we, if one of us what, gets fuse? good at... Yeah, <laughs> we 
should. I don't know why we hadn't considered it earlier. We can do that thing where like we mix our voices together. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. We should, oh, that'd be awesome. I've always wanted to do that. That'd be cool. Yeah, we could do that. Hey. We could do it right now, but I just don't have a line in mind. <laughs> if, you, if you've got a word, say the first word that comes to your head and I'll say the first word that comes to my head. Okay. And then we'll sync. All right. Three, two, one. Carrot. There we go. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Carrot. No, I said carrot. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that we both said food, though. Yeah, what did you say? Melon. <laughs> Melon. <laughs> Like villain. <laughs> oh well. Okay, right. we should probably get to the episode. We should. How are you guys going? Oh, all right. So this is episode eleven. Um, thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Um, we've got a new segment that we're going to be introducing this episode as well, which we're very excited about. Jukebox the, uh... Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> you watched that as well? Yeah, I that's have. funny. Uh, for those who don't live in Australia, you have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so this episode is all based around the classics. Speaking of Jukebox Saturday Night, <laughs> all about nothing but classics. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're going to be talking about the classic tunes. Um, do you want to give a brief explanation? Um, so this what is... What that entails. Yeah, we're basically going to be talking about tunes that are the most memorable and maybe even to someone who's not a gamer might still know them and things like that. Like, it's not not hard and fast rule. Like, we might pick things that, you know, someone who doesn't play games might have no idea, but we're basically picking the most memorable, the most impactful, classic kind of things. And uh, it's not... We're not just doing, like, NES tunes. We're doing some later tunes as well that are very memorable and, uh, you know, have pushed through history quite well. For sure. So you'll find a, a, quite a few uh, AAA titles within this. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, some of the NES titles as well. Um, but uh, yeah, basically anything that stood the test of time or has just become so memorable that once you've heard it, you know exactly where it's from. Even yep. if you, yeah, like you said, not necessarily a gamer, you would have mm. heard it somewhere. Maybe even, even in a meme mm. could, could be possible as well. Yeah, it could be. Um, but yeah, so that's a general <laughs> concept with this. Uh, if you've got nothing else to say, man, no, let's I think get we into should, the... Yeah, let's get to the first... First track. I will say in advance, I do have a slight case of hay fever, and by slight, I mean very. Uh, so if I sound very nasally, I apologize. Um, but yeah, that's uh, if I sound a few tones up, that is because my nose is incredibly blocked. <laughs> yep. And it is not a you good sound too bad. at all. I think well, you're that's all right. good. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right. Yeah, so first one, we're going... Very classic with Super Mario Brothers. That is... Sorry, I couldn't recognize it by the title you got there. Yeah. So we've got the Overworld theme. Very well-known Super Mario Brothers title by Koji Kondo. Yep. Let's get into it. All right. Classic. Yeah. Good way to start. It is a good way to start. Yeah. Strong song. 
everyone knows this. Yeah. Like, even non-gamers, 100%. Sure. Now, you're really going to think with this one, right? The time that it was made in. Because we've talked quite a few times about the era that NES sort of came out. Like, obviously, it was coming out of the video game crash mm -hmm. time where, uh, you know, Atari and all the other consoles, the market was just so oversaturated. The whole, yep. whole market just crashed, yeah. just burnt to the ground. And then uh, we got, uh, like, Sega coming through and then, of course, Nintendo. Um, and with this title as one of its launch titles, wasn't yep. it? Yep, one of its launch titles. I can't believe so. Um... And this is really the first example of uh, not only like platformers in this kind of side-scrolling style-ish kind of like you had things like Pitfall, yeah. that kind of thing, but um, ones with actual music because a lot of arcade games, especially Atari, weren't uh, really uh, capable yep. of having tunes in the background <laughs> uh, unless it was like little it's infrequent true, yeah. events. So it's kind of like the real basis of, you know, what do I do with this? Yeah. I've got really nothing to base it on. And, like, even, like, it was the era where, like, sound effects, if you had too many going on, they would just cut out the music because they only yeah. had three sound channels. Mm. So it just start cutting out instruments, like, to put in um, sound effects. Yeah. Which is pretty interesting. Mm. Absolutely. So, really, Koji Kondo did an amazing job, and I feel like this... I feel like this tune is definitely enhanced by the gameplay itself and the way that the first level is particularly structured because I know you've probably watched just as much as I have in terms of uh, like the actual how clever that first level's oh, design yeah. is it's in insane. terms of a tutorial. Yeah. Um, so it's just like that level design is just perfect for someone for coming into it for the first time. Yeah. And it's really set the example for... Uh, how any other future game, especially a Mario game, should base it around yep. um, kind of introducing it without even saying a single word. Yeah. Um, and uh, I guess the, the music in this really just has to serve as something that's fun. Yep. You know? In the end, this is just a fun, is fun platformer. And you know what? I think uh, I've thought about it and uh, a lot being a composer. Yeah. And um, one of the things that makes this very memorable, mm. I think, is it's um, like offbeat rhythm. Yes, I think for that sure. that like all the time, like uh, time and time again, it's proven that offbeat rhythms, jazzy rhythms, always sort of catch your ear because they're unexpected. Yeah, and so they stick in your head, just like you would expect. Yeah. So um, yeah, really great example of a memorable video game tune. Uh, melodies tend to stick out more so than obviously like harmony and the uh, overall texture of things as I'd well. So, so it's very important that they had a really memorable melody and one that sticks out as well, but also yep. something fun. And like you said, jazz, like jazzy sort of uh, syncopated tunes really yeah. do enhance the, uh, the memorable factor of it. Yeah. And you're going to be hearing a lot of melody because honestly, if we're talking just harmony, yeah. That's not going to make a memorable impact unless no. it's coupled with something visual and the yeah. visual is really impactful. Yes. It has to be a combination of the both. For sure. And the emotion behind it too, yep. depending on what's happening in the game itself. So yeah, very interesting, like very clever design overall on that game, considering it was basically from a blank slate of not really being able to grab any sort of inspiration yeah. aside from outside of video games. Yep. All right. Ooh, I like this one. All right. I Next like song. One. All right. So this one is opening theme or um, we've got a different title here. I'm not sure. Like we'll, we'll say both of them. So we've got opening theme or is that Simeon? I don't know how to say that second word. 
Segu? I don't know. Segway? It could I be Segway. It could be. Seg- it's S-E-G-U-E. You'll maybe see it in my song list. Yeah. Um, Simeon Segway or Seg. Uh, it's from <laughs> Donkey Kong Country, as you all know. Segu. Segu. Maybe it's French. Maybe. Probably not. I don't know. Um, let's, but, just, uh, let's say nothing. It's <laughs> Donkey Kong Country. Let's just be silent for the next two hours. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> To cover good. it up. We'll just play it in loop for two <laughs> hours straight. Uh, David Wise... What a beautiful man he is. Yep. I don't even know what he looks like. Do you know what he looks like? Yeah, he looks pretty normal, actually. Oh, okay. So he's not beautiful. <laughs> he looks like just a normal dude. He's not like the dashing locks man that I envisioned him to be. He's like... <laughs> if, if my memory serves me correctly, he's like... um, How, how do I put it? Like, average Joe. Okay, like, cool. He's just, he just looks like a, a guy, and he looks, he looks great. Like, well, that's, you know... Any sort of god just has to blend themselves into society <laughs> yeah, like an I average mean, Joe. Has to bring him down to our level, you know. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's go for it. All right. Good times. I love that B section. It's so oh, nice. It's, well, it's just so mellow. Yeah. And just like a nice little breakdown bit. Yeah. You um, know, he, I reckon he must have like maybe just discovered gliding synths. <laughs> and he was like, man, these are the best. And he was just like gliding everywhere. Every note. <laughs> it is good though. Yeah, I love it. I feel like that's kind of become a little bit of his signature. A maybe. little bit. But at least maybe for... For this sound snare stuff, snare stuff maybe. I'm maybe. To think maybe I have to go through and listen to it again and be yeah, like, maybe. and listening only for the gliding uh, yeah. sounds. Gliding to. For, well, it's like Jake Kaufman with his uh, uh, tremolos on his uh, yeah. on his melodies. For those of you who don't know about synthesis, um, the gliding synth is referring to how it, it doesn't just like the note does doesn't end on the same note. Like, he'll play a song and it'll be like, and like, ride up or yeah. glide up. That's what it's... Won't just start up on the note right yeah. away. Interesting. So, um, again, I have to emphasize the fact that uh, the video game itself is extremely memorable. Yeah. Um, if we're talking just graphics-wise, this was a very oh, unique game for the Super Nintendo. It was right up there with, like, um, like Yoshi's Island. Like, yeah. both of them very, like, graphically... There was something intense. about that Super Nintendo that just, like, gave uh, designers the capability to go for really unique art styles. Yeah. Like, Yoshi's Island and Donkey Kong Country are two completely different looking games on the same console. It's so, like, yeah, crazy. But, but both look so good as well. Even, like, if you're considering, like, F-Zero 
or even Star Fox. Yeah. Like, again, two completely different styles. Yeah. Really crazy. And then, of course, you got, like, Super Mario World and that sort of thing. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy yeah. console. Um, memorable. Again, Melody. Obviously, yeah, and, and like you were saying, those gliding notes are definitely more memorable because yeah. it's a unique trait. Well, it, it makes it more human. Yes, for Rather sure. than making it blips and blops or whatever, it, it, it makes it sound like it's actually being played. Yeah. Yeah, which is, which is a big thing. Like, uh, whether we know it or not, we're always looking for the human element in music. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you don't think that you are, you are. Like, yeah, yeah. That, that's what that's what you you look for instinctively. Yeah. Like you kind of know, even like hard to bit bias because we're both musicians. But I would imagine someone with not much musician skill or music skill mm. uh, musicianship. would musicianship. Thank you. That's a fancy word. Um, too fancy for my brain. <laughs> but um, would be able to recognize just instinctively what is human and what is not. Yeah. Um, so I kind of agree with that. Yeah. Um, what else to say? In terms of the tune itself, definitely matches the whole jungle theme. So it matches the yeah. environment, which again makes it stick out even more. Well, it's kind of got like that arm and breakbeat kind of thing. Yes. Which is um, which influenced the entire genre called jungle. <laughs> like, yes, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, I'm trying to think actually. Like, before this game. Is there a very notable jungle-based game that you can think of? And I and I really <laughs> you know immediately it's such a... the only thing I thought of was that one level from Goldeneye 007. <laughs> That's yeah, and it's just like it's just wildlife sounds. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny! My headphones fell off. Um, oh, jeez, jungles. Well, yeah. So the only one I can. What was it <laughs> the old, the old uh, SNES Jurassic Park game, and the song starts off by him going, "Welcome to Jurassic Park." <laughs> <laughs> I never remember that. That's yeah, crazy. It's really weird. the only one I can think of is uh, Contra, and that's not very. It's more going for the arcadey sense. Yeah. It starts off in jungle, but that's it. Um, so I guess this is like kind of you know different environment than a lot of other games kind of had. Yeah. Um, but it definitely matches it. But I think the stick out thing is the melody with this. Oh, for sure. Stick out melody, and I think you know one thing obviously that's going to make it more memorable is the first thing that you hear every time you load up the game. You'll hear this because you, unless you've beaten the game, or sorry, if you game over and then go through this bit again, yeah. that's the only way you can skip it. Yeah. Because if you load it up again, you can't actually skip that intro. Really? Yeah. You Every can time after you break- a little bit. You can't skip the um, the first section with Cranky. No, you can't. Yeah. So that's you're always going to hear that do 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 do. So of course, not be able to skip it would get it stuck in your head as well. And aside from the fact this game is amazing and eleven out of ten and all that nonsense, so. eleven out of zero, pretty much defies all, right. all laws. Now changing it up this time. Ooh. We sure are. So... Yeah, introduce this one. I will. So, for you Xbox lovers out there, we've got Halo from the game. Halo. (laughs) I believe that's the title for it, Halo. Uh, So, we've got uh, the... I believe that's the title. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Well, because, like... Hey, low. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Swear to God. Uh, um, so, cause it's in the intro, but I don't know if it's used anywhere else during the game. I can't exactly remember. Uh, Martin O'Donnell did the soundtrack. Michael Salvatore did guitar bits throughout the trilogy, I believe. I don't know if he did any of the other 
games but i know he did a lot of the guitar work especially in halo 2 hmm. um but yeah let's have a listen this is the intro for halo when you get into the menu all right that one play a little bit longer this time because uh definitely has a lot of variety with that in fact the end bit's still different it just keeps on going with like different sections yeah for sure no repetition in it um i have something to say yes so um we were talking earlier mm -hmm. and i was saying that it's very interesting um the piece uh doesn't sound like later on the piece doesn't sound very much like space but then you assured me oh it's very much like metroid yeah you're on sort of lively planets and stuff like that so yeah. it's, it's not necessarily deep space but what i noticed i think the song is actually very cool because it starts off 100 like deep space sounding yes and then it moves into the more like uh, irish jigs and whatever and uh, more uppity sort of music but mm. I think that that fits right it's showing like oh you know you're starting in space or whatever but then you visit different planets and the music changes and I think it's a good starter it's yeah it's interesting actually kind of uh, is a representation in terms of what you're saying of the journey you take in the game because yeah. essentially you start off in space because the uh, the covenant are chasing you in mm. your ship the uh, I think it's called the pillar of autumn yeah and um you uh basically your ship gets destroyed or you go in escape pod you have to land on halo mm -hmm. and then that's where the rest of the game is it's on okay. halo um going through like the different environments like yeah. yeah planes and snowy environments and that kind of thing um yeah so i think the biggest thing with this too now I, I know in the game itself especially on the menu it kind of breaks it up a bit so i know this is kind of like they have the gregorian chant bit Mm -hmm. the choir bit yeah. um but then they also have other little sections which may or no, may not be in the the rest yeah. of the game um but this is like the main like tune that's you know been well known throughout all the halos yeah um but the biggest thing obviously excuse me is the uh the gregorian chant bit a uh, bit yeah well for me personally someone who hasn't even played halo yeah. I, I played a little bit of the second one but not the first one and um I don't necessarily remember the song, yeah. but I do remember the feeling 
yeah. of being at the title screen with mm-hmm. the Gregorian chants going. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, which is a completely different style of remembrance, but I think it's quite cool. It is really interesting. I never thought about the whole idea of it being related to space. Yeah. Because I guess every time I think of that, I always just think of like medieval era when, of course, yep. Gregorian... Ch- oh, sorry, that sort of era when Gregorian chants were, you know... Obviously the common thing. (laughs) Actually, that reminds me of something that I thought of while listening to this song. And Mm. and this is kind of a side note. Yep. But what I find really interesting is that Gregorian chants were, like, originally, like, religious things, right? It's, like, music for for the unknown, were things we don't understand. And it's so interesting that, like, space music... Yep is like religion music it's like yeah things we don't understand it's so interesting that like you know religion and science combine at a point in music where it's like you know what we really need to play this game because you you haven't played halo one right no yep so you hit it right on the head in terms of the whole religious thing this game is more religious than you would actually think really in terms of the plot and stuff that's interesting i don't really want to ruin it for you even though it's not like it's not the most revolutionary plot, yeah. but it is kind of cool. Okay. Uh, essentially, like, without really giving it away, Halo has more to it in terms of why it exists yeah, right. than, than meets the eye. Because okay. it is an actual structure. Yeah. It's not just a planet or anything like that. Okay. Um, so, uh, but yeah, we should play it for that reason. And for anyone who's played, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but uh, yeah, so that definitely relates to the whole religious aspect of it. Yeah. Um, and I think if we're tying it back to the whole classic tunes thing, why it's so memorable is the fact this is such a unique trait at the time. Like, space yeah, sure. games weren't a big thing. What, sorry? The S- games that were set in space weren't a big thing, I'd say. Uh, not necessarily, but I think the whole idea of them using vocals in this way. Oh, that's true. Just yeah. being right Vocal there tracks. the first time. like, And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, just makes it way more memorable. Well, and it's the first it, it thing was you impactful. Hear again. Impactful because, like you were saying, it's not something that was done like vocal mm. tracks. And then it's almost like this was probably the first video game for a lot of people. Who were like, "Wow, video games can be as cool as movies." Yeah, kind of thing. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. No, I think uh, going off that actually, I think Xbox, uh, maybe PlayStation Two as well at the time. But I think Xbox and PlayStation Two and GameCube were really pushing the you know boundaries of yep. like we're going to get this the movie quality now. Yeah. That was sort of the stage of like, we can actually do this now. Yep. We've gone past the 64 bit or like the PlayStation style. Yeah. We can start really pushing the boundary yeah. with the soundtracks. All right. I, yeah. I love that tune so much. Yeah. I, I love the halo music in general. We, we really should play that. Um, if you get past the whole first person shoot a bit, which is actually pretty fun though, to yeah. be honest as well. I'll let you play it. Sounds good, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Oh. Next up, this is a classic. Everyone knows this one. It is. Type A or st- st- Type A, Music A, something like that. It doesn't really matter. Yep. It is from Tetris. Very classic tune. We're taking this from Game Boy, but there are millions of adaptations of Tetris. Um, yep. This is the more well-known version, I would say. Yep. Now, this is an interesting one. I'll just say it now. Um, so it's arranged by Hirokazu Tanaka. It okay. is not an original tune. Two of the types were uh, arrangements of other yeah. like folk songs. Uh, this was based on the Russian folk song, and I'm going to probably pronounce this terribly, Korobiniki, or it can also be known as uh, Korobushka. Oh, yeah. That sounds familiar. Um, so if you, hear, if you look up that particular title, you'll hear very much a similarity, but yeah. uh, 
I think Type B is the only one that's original one by the composer. Yeah, cool. Um, but yeah, let's have a listen to it and reminisce. I thought I'd just be silent because I realized that I'm the one that always said something after it. I think, I wonder if he's got something to say and he just stared at me. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah we just like, looked at each other. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> There's um, dead air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess I'll go then. <laughs> it makes sense that like Classic. it's a, it makes sense that it's like a folk song uh, rather yeah. than original composition. It's so catchy. What do you do when you get like, as a composer, you get this, like, description of the game. You're like, okay, so it's a puzzle game based around blocks. Could you come up with some music for us? I'm like, okay. What do I base it on? <laughs> I wonder about the history about that, actually. Yeah. That would be interesting to find out. It's probably somewhere. Really intriguing. And I suppose, like, you think, again, about the era. Um... Tetris was made during the Game Boy uh, stage, obviously, because I'm Game Boy. Yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, um, but you think beforehand, like, I'm trying to think of, uh, I'm sure puzzle games existed on uh, Atari and all of them. They had to. Yeah. But again, soundtracks weren't really prevalent for that. Um, so, it's like, what do I do? Mm. Um, I guess I just have to make something that's catchy again, a good melody. Yeah. Um, but oh, then he decided... Definitely. Clearly he gained inspiration from this folk song to be like, I think this would work. Yeah. And and probably was able to, you know, use it without being sued. So. And, and, you know, it's just like, um, just a melody and a bass line, like... Yeah. And that's all you need. Exactly. Well, I mean, like, we're talking about the capabilities of the, the Game Boy as well. Yeah. Um, which is more so than what you would think because we've... I remember listening to uh, Link's Awakening. Yeah, that music's fantastic. Yeah. The variety in that's yeah, just incredible. Yeah, it's amazing, yeah. Game Boy is definitely better than you would think. Like, yeah. even back then, technology was improving so much. Like, it's even crazy. going from NES to Game Boy. Again, I think that proves the whole notion of uh, being restricted really uh, drives your creativity. Oh, for sure. People look for any way to, I mean, to break the boundaries. I've literally been doing that with painting lately. Because yeah. I, like, went up to mom and she was like, oh, I've only got, like five different colors and i'm like all right what can i do with this yeah <laughs> like, exactly it's yeah. cool it's really cool um but yeah again it is memorable i mean tetris itself is a very memorable game um probably one of the first like really popular puzzle games as mm. far as i could tell and like i said like i can't really think of any puzzle games before it that were excuse me very memorable so yeah, yeah i don't know that's uh very catchy tune um, and really enhances the gameplay. Yeah. And it's I, not annoying too. M no. Maybe after a, a quite a few plays of Tetris, you might get Depends annoyed with it. Depends on the person. 
But that's why I think it's good that they have the different types. Yeah, that's as true. Well. Break yeah. it up a little bit. Yeah, it's a good decision. And look, I don't think there was many puzzle games. There were games no. with puzzles, but to have a fully puzzle game was something else. Yeah. Um, I think Game Boy NES uh, era started to introduce a lot of those pu- puzzle games. Would you consider Bubble Bubble a, a puzzle game? Not yeah, really. It's more yeah, so. kind of um, puzzle-ish. Yeah, so it's sort of really like the stage of you know uh, puzzle games coming out. But yeah, nice and catchy. Yeah, really good. Okay, go for it, man. On to another classic. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is another one that most people would know. Not as much as the Mario theme, but close. Mm. Uh, still very memorable. Uh, composer is Koji Kondo. Uh, this is the overworld theme from The Legend of Zelda, the original Legend of Zelda. Awesome. Let's have a listen. Sounds good. It's, it's crazy that this song was like one of the like three songs that were in this game. Yes. Or I guess it's probably four. Uh, it's the, they had the title screen. Mm-hmm. They had this. Yep. They had the dungeon theme. And they had the final dungeon theme. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, crazy. And you hear this for so long, but it, it doesn't get old. Like you, you can keep listening to it. It's not bothersome. No. To continue listening to. And I think that's because this has such a unique harmonic structure. Yeah. And I think that actually is what, uh, unlike the other ones, which kind of do have a harmonic, decent harmonic structure at points too, but I think this one is just unique and actually enhances how memorable it is. Um, And especially, I think that's uh, really led the way for what adventure games should do with their music. Yep. Because it should be more have more variety yeah i would say and it's got um it's very positive and it's got a lot of dominant movement going from like one to five Mm. but then i know it goes like it goes like one to five but then i know it goes like five back to the two but higher up it like goes by fifths in a way oh yeah it's it's quite cool Mm. and um i think that adds to you know the the epic feel i suppose yeah like it's hard to say that this song is epic by today's standards but you Mm. know back in the day this this is epic like uh, in terms of like how music is made, if you like, you've heard. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you would have heard recreations of this song, oh, and it yeah. sounds amazing now. But it's like still the same core concept. You just have to play any like Zelda or like spin-off Mario game, like uh, Super Smash Brothers or something like that, to hear all the different versions of this and be like, "Wow!" Yeah. When they put it in the proper orchestra, damn, does it sound good? Yeah, and I think that's just it with uh, classic music on the NES and stuff like that. Is that most of the good stuff that's uh, remembered translates perfectly into modern era. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Like, when you've got a, 
amazing foundation like this. The yeah. foundation's strong. We can build on it again. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, we can't do that anymore. <laughs> you know, I've actually been playing this game recently. Oh, you have? Yeah, it's been good. I always had such a hard time, even today, just coming into it again. I think just because we've been so built into our kind of being force-fed... Uh, the uh like little hints and yeah. uh where well, to go what? next and it's honestly like excellent game design so like i was going around and i was trying to look for the second dungeon i couldn't remember so i looked around for a long time yeah but explore like even back then exploring that wasn't a punishment because i found more heart pieces mm-hmm. i found the next level sword i also got enough rupees to buy the blue ring which is the next level of armor yeah and then I found the second dungeon, but I was so much more prepared for it. Yeah. Like, it, it, even back then, that game design, even if it was by accident, you were rewarded for exploring. Yeah. Like, and, and a lot of games don't even do that these days. Mm. It, it's incre- It's just craziness. It, it's it's a def- uh, different, uh, like, almost like tutorial style, the Mario Brothers, but it serves the same purpose of like rewarding you when you do something good and yeah. punishing you when you do something bad. And it's a learning experience. Yeah. It's it's really cool. Um, yeah, so in terms of going back to the, to the actual tune itself, why it's memorable, again, the melody is a huge aspect of it, uh, really sticks out. Um, the military aspect of the... Uh, Kind of adds to the whole adventure side of it. A lot it. of movement because it's it's uh, you know it's related to something like marching, which is like yeah. moving forward. Absolutely. So yeah, and the uh, very the, heroic. Exactly. Well, that's what the melody sort of is uh, yeah. uh, portraying in this uh, in this music. Is uh, it feels very heroic, very adventurous. Yeah. Um, definitely representing uh, Zelda himself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, himself. my mistake. Epona. <laughs> I got that wrong. Man, Epona wasn't even in this game. Sorry, that's Link. My mistake. Um, <laughs> great uh, game, great music. It's good. All oh, right. dude, you know what I should do? Because we're going Saturday for a break. Night. To- <laughs> Jukebox Saturday night. All right. We're going to boot up the... Uh, this is the new segment. We've got an 8-bit jukebox over here. So we're ditching Let's Talk About because... For now. Oh, for now. We'll bring might- it back. Bring it back from time to time. Like... Uh, I don't know what I was going to say. I know something you would bring out from time to time because yep. you get bored of it and <laughs> want to bring it back. Every <laughs> get nostalgic. Moon. Like home videos. That would be something like that. <laughs> like bring that out from time to time. Yeah. Or maybe that's just me. Anyway, um, so we've got a new segment, 8-Bit Jukebox, where... So I actually asked... Um, sorry, no, I started mid-sentence there. So uh, uh, I asked quite a few people on Facebook... Um, what they would love to hear and you guys did some amazing suggestions and a whole heap of suggestions i wrote down thank you so Way much more for than that we thought. it was actually super cool oh it was really awesome so we've put them into the jukebox got them all collected them all fought really hard to get them all in there especially yep. on vinyl damn that was hard yeah it was hard it was, it was shoving them all in there yeah <laughs> um unfortunately though i got the wrong jukebox so every time we have to play it i have to give it money which you know i can't figure <laughs> out how to uh <laughs> I have to get my wallet out and everything and yeah. um, put it in there. <laughs> Luckily, it's only 10 cents, so that's good. It was a bit of an old, older-fashioned uh, yeah. jukebox. But um, yeah, we're going to play a tune every week yeah. from you guys and uh, discuss it and have a listen. And uh, yeah. yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. And we'll be like, man, this sucks. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. Zero out of 10. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> well done. All right, go switch on All the right, jukebox. Here we go. I'm gonna do it. All right, here we go. Oh, what do you want this time, man? Um, throw on a bit of Dragon Age for me. Dragon Age? Yeah. All right. All right. Do you hear that? I'm getting the coins out. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, it's going. All right, so so what did oh what did I select again? All right, so Journey the Skyhold is the one I selected. We've got Dragon Age Inquisition. Now this was uh, submitted by Emily, yep. I believe. So uh, and the composer, uh, where is it? Uh, Trevor Morris. There yep. we go. Oh, it was there? Thank you. All right. All right, let's do it. Here it is. Boot up that jukebox. That was Journey to the Skyhold, Dragon Age Inquisition. Now, have you played this game? Yes. You have? Cool. Awesome. Because I have not. Um, so, I looked up a little bit just to kind of get a little bit of an idea. Mm -hmm. um, especially when this song was kind of maybe used, or at least like the the whole place of Skyhold. Yeah. Um, could you describe when this was exactly used? I don't like remember. The <laughs> right, I imagine. That's all right. I don't, I don't, uh, I could be wrong on this, but I thought it was kind of like the theme. Like the main theme. Interesting. But I, I could be wrong. Do you know what Skyhold is at least? Yeah. That's okay. like the main sort of fortress that you command. Gotcha. So it's a good place. Because I, I wasn't sure myself looking at the, if the Inquisitors yeah, yeah, yeah. is uh, a good thing or uh, like good the good side or yeah, the Sky bad side. Skyhold's your positive base. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, it's the good guys. Okay, interesting. So, all right. With this one, because the whole vibe I got, I'm going to go with the whole vibe first and then go in the specifics. I got the whole feeling of hope is kind of lost, but not completely. Okay. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, I, I get that sort of feeling like early on. But yeah. then when it starts to get into like the yeah. more marching stuff, it's like, you know, now we're fighting back. Yes, now we can do this. Yeah. yeah. I think it's very cool. It's a very uh, emotional piece of music. Mm. This is definitely around the era where like game composers 
or even movie composers started becoming game composers. Yeah, for sure. And just, uh, cause this is very like a uh, romantic style, uh, classical, um, Definitely. the kind of stuff that you'd hear in movies, but put into video games. And, and it does, especially for certain genres of games, it really fits very nicely. Definitely. Now, on that basis, is Skyhold a little bit more of a run-down fortress? Yes. Yeah, and I got that vibe too. Yeah. So strange, but yeah, it's um just that first like 30 seconds makes it feel like somebody who's looking around that fortress and being like, this place is in ruins. Like, yeah. I know we're trying to hold it together, but damn, have we gone through so much. Yeah, it's very like sort of ragtag because it's kind of like a revolution in a way. Yep. Um, how you sort of separate and then you gather allies and... You've got to, like, resolve, like, conflicts within and things like that. So, um, yeah. And it's one of those games where you can actually change sort of the certain outcomes of things. Mm. Like, you can either team up with, like, certain, like, I don't know exact yeah. factions, but, like, you can team up with, like, paladins or mages or oh, something cool. like that. And That's awesome. Yeah. It's uh, definitely, this game had come a long way uh, compared to the first two, I okay. believe it is. Yeah. This one, at least to me, seemed like a very big step up in terms of quality. Gotcha. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, that's no, it's a really well-made, solid tune. Reminds me of a lot of aspects of World of Warcraft soundtrack. Yep. Halo soundtrack around the end that's got, like, the same sort of vocal uh, yeah. structure. Yep. Which is very interesting. Um, yeah, just a lot of those, like, adventure fantasy games. Um, yeah. He, he definitely, uh, Trevor definitely nailed that for sure definitely in this um yeah yeah. kind of gives me that skyrim-esque feel too yes of course absolutely yeah it's uh Um, very well uh, made uh i don't know but i have a feeling that maybe jeremy soul worked on some dragon age songs as well okay i'm not 100 percent sure on that but i i think i've seen his name around hmm must have been what, like some of the previous ones or maybe is there one after this as well or is this the last one i think this is the latest one okay yeah yeah, I think so. Otherwise, Emily would have played it. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, that's it. That's fair enough. Cool. Awesome. Thanks so much for the suggestion, Emily. Muchly appreciated. I loved it. Yeah, All it was right. a really great piece of music. And we'll boot up that jukebox again once I get 10 more cents. Yeah, but we're poor at the moment, so... <laughs> that's true. We've got to wait yeah. till next episode. If you could send us 10 more cents, that'd be awesome. <laughs> don't, please. <laughs> I don't want 10 cents in the mail. All right. All right. Um, I think we're going to take a quick five-minute break real quick. Stick Sounds with good. us. All right. All right. We'll see you in a sec. Bye, guys. Move on to the next one right away. So what we got? We got At Doom's Gate by Doom. Sorry. In Doom. I shouldn't <laughs> by say by Doom. Doom. <laughs> From Doom? From Doom. There we go. Uh, by Robert Prince. All right. There we go. Classic PC first-person shooter. Let's have a listen. Let's do it.
Nothing gets me more revved up in the morning than you know, Doom's Gate. I've never heard that full song before. I mean, there's not much to it. Well, there's a bit of harmony to the uh, MIDI guitar. Yeah. <laughs> there. I've, um... It, it's interesting. I never really played Doom when I was a kid. Mm. Um, but... It's actually pretty cool. You can see them trying hard to, uh... To reference, like, speed metal or power metal of the yeah. time. Um, and it sounds pretty cool. I like that they have, like, those, like, hot licks every mm. now and then on, like, on the guitar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it does sound good, though. Like, they, they were like, man, we need something distorted kind yeah. of thing. And so, yeah. Just it sounds something... pretty good for MIDI. Oh, like... Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, they just really want to get you in that mood of, like, we're here to kill demons. Yeah. And like... so you've even got, like, those sections, like those like break sections where they have like the symbols like the open symbols playing yeah yeah or like the ride symbol and yeah it's great for sure i've got a list here um someone went to the trouble to kind of find a few little references here and there i didn't like go hugely into detail into their list but they actually didn't like looks like a pretty detailed job analyzing uh at least the soundtrack and where they got inspiration from yeah um but yeah like like you said uh like they were kind of very inspired or closely mirror um popular rock and metal songs yeah uh, so we've got like Alice in Chains, yeah, DRI, 100%. Metallica, Slayer, Pantera, yep. like all of them. And, and you, you really totally do hear it. it. Yeah. I'd, e I'd even say something like Iron Maiden too. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Very Iron. Like Iron Maiden were kind of like the beginning of power metal. And this is kind of what that sounds like. I think so. Like, I, I think they just really perfectly replicated that whole emotion. Yep. And that's the emotion when you feel like... What other situation are you like in real life? Are you going to be fighting hell demons on Mars? <laughs> it's like, look, it's probably not the most common everyday thing. <laughs> I mean, I did it yesterday. Maybe but, on the know. weekends, but it's, <laughs> not, the, it's not that often. Casual weekend activity. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's uh, it's got that really memorable uh, compared to uh, Legend of Zelda, not a lot of variety at all. Like, it's just got that me same melody, yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't need... need it. Yeah, it doesn't need it. Like It just needs to get you that, that emotion. Yeah, it, it just wants that hardcore sort of feeling. It's kind of like, um... Think, like, the Terminator, how that yeah. theme is just like... Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's all that's needed. It just needs to get you in a certain mood. Well, the interesting thing with the Terminator, kind of transitioning off a little bit, um, tangenting off, sorry. Yeah. Um is that they don't really feature that too much through the rest of the films. No. I know they do a little bit in Terminator 2, a little bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's more the uh, the texture, like the uh, palette yep. that they feature True. more. Um, especially when, like, Arnold... Especially in Terminator 1, where he's, like, walking around. Arnold. Just, Arnold. What a bro. I Dylan! Look at a predator. Yeah, I know. Oh, do it! But Arnold's still in there. Um, he is. He sure is evident. Come on, kill me. I'm right here. <laughs> I won't say the particular line, but I remember especially where, like, he gets slightly damaged and he's fixing himself in that random apartment. Yeah. Um, and the guy's, like, knocking on the door because I think the guy who used to live there owes rent and stuff <laughs> and he, he goes through his database of like responses he's got like the rude one at the bottom and he oh, says yeah. that to the guy <laughs> I would say but it's like do you remember the one I'm talking about no, like, dude this might shock you but I've never actually watched the Terminator movies not even Terminator 2 I've only ever seen Terminator 3 because dad wanted to see it at the movies you know what it's not like as bad as what people say it is yeah it's it's good enough 
I think like it was okay that they made it. Yeah. Um, they could have easily capped it off at two, but uh, have, they were so I'll, obsessed I'll with do, trilogies. Um, I'll have to do an Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger night and just, Arnold like, Schwarzenegger. Watch, just watch his movies. And, oh, for and sure. Start with the Terminators because I haven't even seen Predator properly. Oh, so, really? Uh, it's a good yeah. one. Mm, that's, so that's where all my quotes come from. We'll watch. <laughs> we'll watch Terminator, Terminator Two, and then uh, Predator. Yeah. And we'll uh, yeah. Okay. Mask in its glory. Now this song. Here's where you can take the. Yeah. The... This this is one that um, Jamie doesn't know, yeah. but I know. Anyone who plays Fire Emblem will know this song, and and it, it's I think it's for a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. One, it's a very good track to start with, and so it gets reused in other games. So yes. the most notable would be Smash Brothers. Yeah, so I do know it from yeah. that, but yeah, not but you from don't its know original. The original. Yeah. Yes, correct. Yeah. Um, and another reason why is because this song is attached to a very positive moment in the game that's very important in all the games which mm. is it, the song is called together we ride and it's called that because this is when a new member joins your side oh. and you get a new player or like a new character to play with okay um also oh, that like one specific character or every time you get every a time you get a new character interesting so it's repeated quite a bit yeah and cool. so like there'll be dialogue going on and then you'll be like you know what i think um I think it's about time that I should join you. And then it like kicks in with this song and yeah. Interesting. Very cool. That's cool. Um, so this, now we're playing, now I'm pretty sure this song existed before this game, mm-hmm. back, but those, those old games don't, they aren't in English. This, so this is the first English Fire Emblem game, which gotcha. was like Fire Emblem six, I think it is. Oh jeez, wow. Called Fire Emblem, uh, Fire <laughs> Emblem, the Blazing Blade. And um, the composer is... I've got it right over here. There's two. Yuka... Sorry. It's very hard to read and I'm blind. Sorry. Yuka Sujiyoko and Saki Hariyama. Yep. Cool, cool. All right. Let's do this. Uh, Yep. Okay. Here we go. can uh, take the reins on this one. I, yep. will, I will add my little bits here and there. I think it's a very cool track. Yep. It's. Uh, I like how it's got that stereo effect on like the da-da-da-da, yeah. da-da-da-da. It's very cool. That's so interesting, especially for Game Boy Advance. Yeah. Yeah, they're really trying to make use of it. Because I remember like Game Boy Advance, uh, it used mono, mm. but um, you can put headphones in and that's when the Game Boy Advance music sounded the ah, best. Ah, yes, Yeah, of it really like went up in quality when you use headphones um and i really just like um i know i always remember the smash brothers version but it's like it's just so catchy and um i remember that was played with like kind of like a mariachi trumpet or something like that yeah i'm trying to remember i i remember it was it was really memorable like i remember the main melody but in terms of the instrumentation um 
Oh, no, you're right. Yep, yeah, I think it was Trumpet, now that yeah. I think about it. Yep. And then um, it actually transitions in the Smash version to back to the Fire Emblem theme, and then it does a much yep. slower, like, marching yes, song. Yes, it does, I yeah. remember that. But this is... So it's actually a mix of two songs in Smash Brothers, but just Together We Ride is that first part. And, um, like, even if you even if you didn't, like love this song standalone yeah it's attached to such a positive part of the game that you always feel good when it happens yeah so anyone who's played fire emblem would know exactly what i mean it's like when this song plays it's like oh yeah it's time yeah you get the new character like so good it'd be like any moment in a film even if if anything this has happened where like uh, the hero's in a dire position and then someone comes and basically save them yeah like that sort of feeling like every time you hear this it's almost like a sense of relief and epicness yeah well, it's um, kind of like uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean theme, used yeah. in like those, you know, action da, 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 moments da, 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 where things da, da, da. are in, going in the positive direction and things like that. Like that, that main theme is sort of it's no pun intended, uh, turning the tide. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's like the hero theme. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, very interesting. Uh, you know what's interesting with the melee thing? I always got excited whenever this came up on the I know, it's on exciting. the temple theme. Yeah, instead of the I Zelda song, because you can't like select which ones come up. No, but so, there is a trick to get this one to play by putting Roy. In there. No, you hold down the L button or something like that, ah, and then it actually plays the alternative track. That's cool. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah, I'd always loved when that came into it. Yeah, um, yeah I remember that me and my friend, we used to play Melee heaps. Mm-hmm. Um, we would play that stage all the time, and he would literally reset the game until we got that song. Like, he was like, I only play when we play that song. <laughs> and I agreed with it. I was like, hell yeah. It's the only way I'm good <laughs> when that plays. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, again, like you said, it was... Uh, very memorable and like when something's repeated that often in such a positive moment yeah i think like overall like all of these uh, this is going to be such a maybe a silly thing to say Mm. but all of these are used in essentially positive moments yeah i'd say so like stuff that uplifts you yeah um these aren't used in uh yeah even the jukebox song (laughs) yeah exactly yeah in positive uplifting and that might not be consistent with all classic tunes but um I guess the whole vibe is that with memorable tunes, they want to get you into the into the mood. Yeah, they Any want, music they want to make you feel mood. good. Yeah, people are addicted to feeling good. Exactly, positivity yep. is something that we all strive for. That's right. And struggle to get, but the struggle <laughs> is, is what makes it worth it. Is what makes it worth it. There you go. There's our bit of life advice from uh, Jamie and Camp. Yeah. Thank you for joining. If you're reading on that, go read the happiness trap. The happiness trap. Yeah. Got so many suggestions from uh this inspirational pod oh sorry not inspirational podcast but like a uh what would you call it like a it's not even self-help but yeah i got so many like book suggestions and podcast suggestions i'm like gotta go just like self-improvement podcast yeah for sure happiness trap there we go yeah all right moving on next song is one of my personal favorites it's one of mine i love singing this randomly Mm. and it's been put in a lot of memes as well yes Uh, not much these days but definitely like older memes from like five years ago and beyond yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so interesting why this one is more popular than uh, than the actual main theme itself and everything else, but we'll get into that. Right. So we've got Guile's Stage. 
uh, I think it's is a guile or gill. I don't know. Guile, a guile, yeah. I believe. Uh, guile stage. Uh, Street Fighter Two. Now I know Street Fighter Two start off as arcade. Yeah. I've got the Super Nintendo version on here. Yeah. Just simply because that was the more like notable and more played version, yeah. especially in memes and such. Yeah. Um, and the the composer for this one, once I find Yoko Shimomura. There you go, Yoko Shimomura, who is a fantastic composer, by the way. Just a side note. Oh, cool. She's done a lot of amazing stuff. Like all of all of her music is just they're all bangers. There you go. Yeah, I think she's doing the new Kingdom Hearts as well. Oh, interesting. Yeah, she does a lot of stuff. That's cool. So still going to this day. Yep. That's awesome. That's really cool. All right, let's have a listen. Awesome. variety in that than you would actually initially think yeah people only really hear the first part like from memes and stuff like that the one I always remember for some reason is like the it's like an old KFC commercial yeah and the, it's like the black guy with the chicken and he's like dancing with the chicken wings in his hand and someone put this music to it and it fits so well it's amazing it's so awesome <laughs> it's so random. <laughs> oh well, oh, there's that, that whole yeah, the whole meme where it's like girl stage music fits with everything. Yeah, um, I think that it constantly evolves. That meme, it's like I think the and now we whatever it's from uh, My Hero Academia. Oh, that yeah, kind of yeah. ran and off with run, that one yeah. as well. Yeah, Man, I love that run. song. It is. We so should do good. an episode on anime. I think that would be awesome. Eight yeah. bit anime. Yeah, eight bit anime. What <laughs> we'll the delve off? Has into someone that. ever done that? Anime music? I'm no, sure. No, 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 no. Like, like a, a style. Like, I guess they probably have, but like almost old school video game anime. I'm not sure how it would even work. I guess you could say like f maybe old Fire Emblem games would consider that. Like they they had like that anime style. Oh, you mean like a video game that was like an or, anime or an style. anime that's like a video game style? Yeah, that's done like eight bit. Oh, oh yeah. okay, so like a retro sort of anime yeah, kind of like style. Yeah, the first thing that comes to mind is like Code Monkeys, which was like a comedy, like 16-bit show, and it's pretty funny, actually. Yeah, I can't really think of like... You know what it, that, that does make me think of, though, is... Uh, uh, it was something from Newgrounds. It was uh, a mixture of Super Mario with Dragon Ball Z. Oh my god, I love it. It's oh, a shame so... it never finished. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Whatever happened to uh, rest in peace? Whoever I, that I was, was so keen to watch all of that, but yeah. it just never ended. It just never got finished. Cause like, a, what was it? Uh, what was the main villain's name? Uh, it was like a, a different Sonic, like mechanical Sonic. Yeah, a Mecha Sonic. Mecha Sonic. Was yeah, it? I think that's what it is. 
Yeah, it might have been actually. Yeah, I think, I think it was just a different variation of yeah. him though, like a super powered up but one. But yeah, it was so awesome, like that show actually. I think there should be more stuff like that. Really cool. Very cool. Um, yeah, so uh, Guile's stage. Now, what makes it so memorable? Is it the fact that it was the first time they'd include like a <laughs> USA <laughs> character? <laughs> Maybe, that could have added to it. Because I believe he is one of the only USA characters. I don't know if there's... A, oh, it would be a... Uh, no, no, sorry. I believe he is the only one that is USA yeah. in the roster. At least it's uh, Street Fighter 2. Um, I know that there's like Alpha and all of those ones yeah. nowadays. And obviously Street Fighter 5 yeah. now. And it's interesting because like there's such, just something about this tune that's just... It's really I think, groovy. Like, I, I mean, part of it, like the reason why a lot of pop music is is popular, is because it's yep. very singable. Yeah. And this is very singable. Like it doesn't go too crazy yeah. with like how high or low it's going, and it's just groovy as hell. I think that honestly, it's weird to say, but that's the only thing that makes it really memorable because. I think of the environments used in it's like an airstrip. Yeah. There's like a plane in the background, like all these crates. It's like, yeah. it doesn't really fit that. Um, it it's is arcadey, sure. So like arcade style, all it really needs to be is a good tune because you got to think of the environment. There's going to be other arcade machines there. Yeah. So you just want something that's going to be, get you in the mood mm. for fighting. Um, and to be honest, like I, like I was saying earlier on, like hearing the variety at the end, you don't really hear that because... <laughs> I think with Street Fighter 2, within like 15 seconds, someone's already on like 10% health. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so you don't really get to hear anything yep. aside from that first bit, which again, going on the whole basis of that first bit is the most memorable bit. Oh yeah, for and sure. And if it sticks out, then you're already halfway there. Yeah, pretty much. With it. Uh, so yeah, very awesome tune. All right. Um, so next track, I'll let you have this one. All right. We flipped coin for this one. I d we did. Um... <laughs> So we, we chose this instead of the the intermission song. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah. Still got a feature, so it's all good. Yep. Um, got to still keep to our twelve quota. Yep. Um, but uh, this is from the original Castlevania. As you guys will hopefully know, I love the Castlevania series. Uh, this is from the first level. Yeah, he's got a problem. It's like he's he loves it too much. I do. I do. It's something about Dracula. Now I'd say that you love you love Castlevania. Like how I love um, maybe Metroid or Fire Emblem. I think so. I think so. Like I haven't really delved hugely deep into the Castlevania series. Yeah. Probably not as much as you've delved into Metroid. Yeah. But the classics are what I love. Yeah, I love that's true. Castlevania 1, Super Castlevania 4. Oh, so good. Yeah, you love those. Um, and that's pretty much it. All right. That's all you need. <laughs> That's all you need to know. So yeah, this is Vampire Killer. It's from the first stage of Castlevania. Mm -hmm. And the composer, I've got it here. Uh, so we've got two. Uh, Satoe Terashima and Kinuyo Yamashita. Now, I know... I've, I've listed one there. Uh, I believe they both shared in the working of it. I believe one composer worked on just this game. Yep. And then the other composer who co-assisted on this one actually went on to assist with other Castlevania games right so there's one of them that didn't go on but the other one did okay cool um, but yeah both of them are credited uh, they're actually because Castlevania is one of those weird games that has weird credits at the end yeah they're all based on, their names are based on uh, old uh, Dracula films and uh, books and stuff yeah that's right like variations on them yeah it's really quite funny um, so they're not actually credited properly in the game yeah um, but yeah let's have a listen 
Look at my version, it doesn't matter. That's fine. Oh, don't we just talk about it while we're, while you're searching it up or anyone? Oh, jeez. Actually, the new remix for it, uh, there you go. Um, <laughs> all versions of it in the yeah. Castlevania series. <laughs> We're gonna include this in, I don't care. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> for those who have no idea what's going on, uh, every time we would play the file, um, like at the six second mark, it would just loop back to the start. I don't yeah. know what was going on with it. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. <laughs> but is, we know um, it enough anyway. Well, this is, this is a very popular track, I know that, and it's been remixed a lot. Yes, it has. For sure. I thought I was going to do it again, even on the YouTube <laughs> I'm like, have I been lied to this whole time? Is that, is that what it sounds like? Um, so, like, obviously, like on the other songs, the first part's probably one of the most memorable. But I really like this little section here where it's like, um, it does like those long chords and then puts on mm. the, the extra melody on top. Yeah. And it's like, da -da 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 -da. I think it's cool. I like that whole sort of B section. It is really interesting because, like, I guess you're you going to consider the fact this is horror-based because it's, it is around Dracula and you got all these horror-themed yep. uh, creatures and stuff. Um, but it's still a hard thing to approach on an 8-bit console because you can't really add, like, all these crazy, you know... Yep. You're trying to add effects that, you know, say a movie would have, yep. like, you know, like a Dracula film or... I'm thinking of the classics around that time. You had quite a few different, like, horror based films yeah um but yeah it'd be really difficult so they've well, kind of gone in a bit more of the arcadey direction yeah and th they don't have the technology to make the game scary yes so like th the music isn't going to change that yeah you know like if, if the game doesn't give you that sense of fear like i guess it can it can mm. give you that it can give you a thrill this um this game because it's like intense and difficult but um to scare you that's more of a modern video game thing um, so yeah, they, I guess they had to go with something more arcadey. Like, you yeah, to. for sure. Like, let's let's just make people remember this rather than trying to be like, oh, you know, it's spooky. Yeah, definitely. I love this MSX2 version. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were just listening to because it got the right. <laughs> that's where the oh 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 that's nasty. Wow, there's so many varieties. Yeah, you're right. It's got like 48 minutes of variety. It's got recreated. I remember it too from the uh, Super Castlevania 4. Like I mentioned in uh, episode one with Bloody Tears, how uh, they bring back the themes from the first three games yep. into Super Castlevania 4 around the end. Yep. Starts with number two, then it's number one. Um, and it's not like the most difficult section at all, um, but uh, it's really cool to hear. Yeah. It's a cool version of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Memorable uh, melody, arcadey sort of style. Um, the thing that like, because the visuals are so good for the NES in terms of making it creepy, like it's all uh, like a really good uh, art style, I guess. Like yep. it, it tr tries to make it as creepy as possible. Yep. Um, that really enhances it. And so the song just needs to sound like upbeat and fun. Yeah, that's you true. Know, am amongst all the frustration of playing Castlevania. Yeah, well, it is a frustrating game, right? Because it's so difficult. So they yeah. have to make it fun to keep you playing. Yes. It's kind of like the whole Mystical Ninja 2 thing. Mm. Um, like the game's very difficult, but the music's so good that it keeps you there. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. A lot of the tunes are like that too in Castlevania 1. Yeah. As well. Very. Uh, I'm thinking of the level 2 one as well. That's very upbeat. Yeah, for as sure. Well. Um, all all right. right. The last one. Last but not least. Yeah. Now, speaking of like memes and stuff, I remember this. 
I remember yeah. this one would uh, would feature quite a bit too. This is a classic. We're going to non-Nintendo. We are going to Elder Scrolls V yep. Skyrim. Uh, we got the... Basically, this is like the menu music called Dragonborn. Yeah. Uh, got Jeremy Soul? Jeremy Soul. I think it's Soul. Soul? Yeah. S-O-U-L-E. Uh, let's get into this. So much variety in that. I think you just want to get all of it in there as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, it's uh. We played a damn good, good. Almost three minutes. So. Yeah. It is uh. Pretty awesome, especially for menu music. Yeah. Like. Well, it tries to get you hyped up. And I think that's the purpose of it. Oh, it's yeah. definitely the purpose. For and it. especially because, like, I mean, back in those days when computers weren't as good and consoles weren't as good, I think the load times were a bit longer too. So. Like, yeah, they would have been. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, tell you what though, it's very interesting because there is a lot of variety in the song. Yes. But the meme, th- the meme yeah. part that everyone remembers, da da dum, da da dum, da da dum, dum dum dum. That's the part that's like. Oh no, it's the do 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 do. Because that's the really. That's interesting because for me, the the part that sticks out the most is that melodic part that I was just singing. Oh, interesting. Da 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 I mean, that's definitely stick at point two. For me personally, that's yeah. the part that I always remember. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, what an epic track for an epic game. Um, and, and again, like we said, that is its purpose to get you into the mood. Because yep. if they had just like a general tune, like, uh, you know, just like a classic in tune, I guess. Yep. Um, for such an epic game as it was at the time it wouldn't really have as much of an impact. Like, no. it would still do its job, and I'm sure it would have been made really well still, and yeah. it would have been really awesome for the people that played it. But this really kind of, in terms of Elder Scrolls at least, like, just really put it that extra notch and yeah. made it so memorable. Well, um, how I always see the um, the teams that work on these Bethesda games is that they don't necessarily create the most refined experiences, mm. but they really try to push the boundaries in terms of like how big the game is and what you can do. And, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I think oh, for I, sure. And the music has to reflect that too. And I think that they did a very good job. Mm. Um, great game. I remember, well, I mean, some of the most fun I had with this game was putting in all the stupid cheats on PC and just <laughs> fighting around and like and juggling corpses with lightning spells and stuff like that <laughs> which oh is all God. part of it right like all I can think of is that donkey video where he's like fighting crabs with like monocles oh, that's right like, yeah top hats I'm uh, like what was, there's like the macho man Randy Savage version of the dragons and all those silly mods <laughs> oh the Thomas the Tank Engine yeah, Thomas like, is, dragons yeah. Thomas the Tank Engine I mean that's all part of it isn't it all the silly mods and all the fun <laughs> so funny also like i don't know if it was part of the music but there might be an angry mob outside the inn uh yeah yeah because like that the oh no no oh no no i'm like <laughs> I, I thought it was outside i'm like dude we better like get undercover or something because yeah, this, this place is about to get about raided, to get raided. Yeah. <laughs> the white we, walkers are coming this might <laughs> this might be the last episode <laughs> send help sos yep. You get this in a couple of weeks, though, so, yeah. you know, by that point, we'll uh, already be At least be we're dead. not north of the wall, you know, so we're all right. <laughs> That's true. But they're already... Oh, hang on. Don't spoil! <laughs> I'm still watching season seven, you spoil fiend. You brat. All right. But yeah, awesome. Well, that concludes our classic tunes. Yep. Um, I think we might uh, probably not do a bunch of talking at the end here because, my God, it's hot. It is, yeah. And uh, I'm steaming. It is steaming. And uh, especially with all the flames, all the, the pitchforks and yep. torches from the angry mob outside. Yeah, that's so right. uh, I noticed too that Jeff's not in the inn anymore. So he's probably the one responsible for the angry mob. Probably. He probably got <laughs> mad at us. Probably did. He is 10 feet Coming tall. Coming in here and playing your damn video game music. <laughs> your video game. Oh, All right. it is a steam. And well, thanks guys for listening. I was about to say watching, but I yep. guess that's not. Um, be sure to check us out on all the podcasting platforms, Spotify, uh, iTunes, Google Podcasts. Be sure to share us around. We really appreciate the support. Smash that like button. And- <laughs> Hit that bell. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we're not on YouTube yeah. at all. Yeah, it doesn't matter. There's no bells. It's for the um, memes. 
And, uh, yeah, we've got an Instagram as well. Be sure to check out that. We'll be doing regular posts and, uh, song lists, if you're interested, will be uploaded the day after each podcast on our Facebook page. So yep. be sure to check them out. Jamie's been are... doing a good job with that. I've been trying to fix our mistakes every time we yep. <laughs> make one in a podcast. Yeah, and we do often because we're, we're a bunch of primitive monkey brains and that's what happens. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. But until next time, guys, thank you so much for listening. I'm Jamie. And I'm Cam. I know we messed up the order there, but I don't care. And we are... The 8-Bit Bards. The 8-Bit Bards. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Thanks. All right, see you guys. Thanks, guys. Take care.